Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. And we're back with another Pop Culture Cosmos. This is Gerald Glassford coming back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos. Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening and watching all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe. Subscribe right below today to get the latest notifications of where we go live on the air with another great interview or awesome programming show such as one of our great tabletop RPG actions, great interviews, Pop Culture Cosmos, PCC Multiverse shows, and more. So go ahead and check it out today, wherever you get your podcasts, and also subscribe below, like I said. And if you could do all that, plus check out our latest and greatest news and notes that you see on the world of pop culture right there at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. So go ahead and like there. And also our website, popculturecosmos.wordpress.com. And if you could do all of that, Believe me, it's sincerely appreciated. Well, I said that in the state of pro wrestling, in the state it is right now, I was hoping that post-merger of the WWE and UFC and Endeavor, I thought and was hoping that maybe the pro wrestling industry would go in the right direction. But alas... Things for pro wrestling have not exactly gone the way I'd hoped. Vince McMahon has become more in control once again, as we suspected this time last year he would. And as far as creatively, the WWE is going back down on a slow decline, or some say might be a quick decline. Depends how you watch and view the shows. Plus also as well, AEW is adding more shows and returning CM Punk and a whole bunch more stuff we wanted to go ahead and talk about as far as is there the possibility that a third company can still rise once again in the U.S. market. We had hopes on that last year and the year before, but alas, do I still have those same hopes at this point in time this year? We'll talk about that because I've had some pro wrestling induced stress lately and I do need some therapy. So I've gone, made an appointment, got on the phone, made an appointment with my awesome therapist. He's a good man indeed. You know him as the guy hosting the PVD cast. Also some great other shows as well, but go ahead and check out the PVDcast.com. It is Dr. Quotations, Dr. John Orlando here. I'm in his office now. And doctor, thank you so much for seeing me on such short notice. You're quite welcome, Gerald. And and I hope that by the end of the session, you feel better. I mean, that's the goal here of, of coming and visiting. And for those of you that are wondering, I feel like I'm as equally qualified to be a therapist as, say, I don't know, Dr. Phil. So there you go. Absolutely. And a pro wrestling therapist you are. Do we have to go into anything in regards to my mother? No, absolutely okay. not. Okay, I thought all therapy <clears throat> sessions you had to. I thought that was a disclaimer. No, okay, no, okay, no, that's, that's cool. Okay, by the way, hi, mom, wherever you're at, love you. But I wanted to go ahead and talk because I've had a lot of stress lately. I've had, I feel the tension, doctor. It's, it's just so stressful because, you know, we knew it was coming with the merger, with the as far as the sale of the WWE. We knew that Vince McMahon couldn't resist the billions and billions of dollars in opportunity that would be made financially. We knew that was going to be a done deal. We knew that actually was going to be involving an, a merger with Endeavor. But one thing we were hoping for, my friend, but we knew ultimately it would come back to fruition, is Vince McMahon taking control of the product creatively. And in the few weeks before the sale, he was getting a little bit more, a little bit more, and a little bit more. And while we joked about his hair, we joked about his mustache. <laughs> we knew also as well that was an overlying theme because we knew deep down inside he was coming back to control the operations and the way things are being done again. We've seen the annual draft as it is currently taking place, which is something that 
I don't think this company no longer needs. It provides no opportunity for the wrestlers themselves and provides uh, no real basis for sound storylines because the fact that, you know, these wrestlers any which way will get put over to any show that the company wants at any point in time, if it so feels to, because the fact that, you know, storyline purposes, we see that a new WWE title belt, world championship belt has been brought back, which was something I was very disappointed in because you know me, I'm all about unifying the titles and just having one champion. And because they stated the reason why they did that is because Roman Reigns has a sweet contract. Well, you gave him the sweet contract, WWE. You gave him those things to go ahead and, and just take off as much time as he needed and only, you know, defend the title once every blue moon. You took, you gave him this. You built it up to this. You could have had him drop the title at WrestleMania. And my friend, I feel the stress because these decisions that are being made at such a high level, they're being blown time and time again. You know what? Just take a few moments. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. There we go. There we go. Well, let's 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 discuss this world title belt because one of the things I read was that the world this new world title belt was kind of specifically created for King of the Ring. Oh wait, they're not calling it King of the Ring now. They're calling it correct. Backlash. Yeah. So <laughs> why? <laughs> Why Why do we create a belt for a throwaway pay-per-view? I know people go, but it's a Saudi Arabian pay-per-view. In my mind, that's a throwaway pay-per-view because it just, I don't, I don't watch them for various different reasons. Most of the time, it's because I have no interest. This certainly didn't make, um, um, oh, I misspoke. I'm sorry. I said it was Backlash, right? I meant Night of Champions. I'm sorry. It was, yes, that's correct. It's now Night of Champions. Yes, I'm yes, sorry. Right. There's two in the month, There's so two. I'm completely baffled. <laughs> no, Black, Backlash is the one taking Puerto Rico. Uh, yes. Night of Champions, you said, is the one taking place in Saudi Arabia. Correct. My 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 mistake. Um, so we're just going to make a world title for that show. That just seems ridiculously stupid. I, I and, and furthermore, if you're trying to build up Roman Reigns to be in the same echelon as Backlund, Hogan, San Martino, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, they only had one belt. So to me... That makes their run, their reigns, much more impressive than if there's two belts. So by introducing another world heavyweight championship, you're kind of demeaning and discrediting what Roman Reigns has done. I agree with you 100%, which is why I've got this, oh, headache, oh, 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 because of this poor storyline booking and the fact that Vince McMahon, that nearly 80, year old, 80 years old, is still... Uh, you know, running his putting, you know, his putting a stamp on it as the executive vice president uh, of of now in charge. You know, behind underneath Ari for the CEO uh, for uh, Emmer. You know, as far as the endeavor, he's I guess the vice president uh, in charge of the WWE operational side now. But still, he's overseeing all of creative. You could still say that uh, Triple H, Paul Levesque, is still supposedly in charge of creative but we see reports that vince mcmahon he rewrites scripts he rewrites scripts he he's taking care of control whether it's he's there at the locations or not it, it's just very disappointing like you said it cheapens and devalues a championship when they split it off between a monday and a friday thing or however way they want to go ahead and split it up it, you know, you created this thing where you gave him the opportunity to take time off in between title defenses. It was easy. The opportunity was there to give it to someone who was the, the fans were behind two opportunities two, doctor with mm-hmm. Sami Zayn in Montreal. And then Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania in Los Angeles, where both the fans by not only selling their, you know, buying their merchandise, you can see the reports about, you know, they're buying their merchandise. They're, they're supporting them on, on social media. Cody Rhodes or Sami Zayn could have been a good three to six months answer until you figured out what you want to do long-term. 
If your ultimate goal is Rock versus Reigns, fine. So be it. But don't create another title that is going to cheap it out just because you want to put a title defense on Saturday and on Sunday for and, WrestleMania. Well, okay, yeah, I was I was gonna say I hope that's for WrestleMania. Um, I just don't I don't I don't understand why they don't under they don't get it that if you have one world champion that can go between the two shows that that's a good thing. Make that intercontinental title, make that U.S. title, be the belt for that respective brand. And if You've you said this for uh, years now, yes, and do it like the old NWA used to be. If you're the U.S. champion, you're the number one contender to the world title because that makes logic sense. You are the champion of the United States, so the next step up would be the world. I just, I don't understand why it's not hard. It's not hard to book this stuff. It really isn't, but they no. make it massively difficult. And the same thing with the ladies where, again, we've talked about this ad nauseum. I have said ad nauseum, just merge the titles, merge the titles. You know, you, you tease us right after WrestleMania with Rhea Ripley, you know, calling out Bianca Belair, saying, okay, can this lead to something? But since they're creating another two title for the men, what are the chances of them actually, you know, doing the right thing and unifying the titles for the women? Now it's absolutely zero. Makes absolutely well, no sense. Yeah, and wait, let's talk about that women's title because I cannot wait to see if we're going to have another stupid fiasco of, hey, since we've switched brands, I'm just going to hand you the belt. You talk about devaluing something. My goodness. You literally, remember that a few years ago with Becky Lynch I, and Charlotte? It's it, yes. it, it blew my mind. Like, And they're going to do it again. Because Bianca Belair is moving over to SmackDown. You know they're going to do it again. It's just ridiculous. They did it off camera. I guess maybe I, it would sit with me a little bit better. But to do it out in front of the fans, I'm like, come on. I Where's Jack know... Tunney to go ahead and do a press <laughs> conference when you need it? <laughs> That's right. Or I'd take Gorilla Monsoon coming out and, and handing off the titles or something. I don't know. Rest Some authority peace, figure. Jack Tunney and, and Gorilla and Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon. Correct. Yes. I don't know. The, the, just this title situation is is ridiculous. And it's even more ridiculous when you look at this draft that we're in the midst of. Friday night, started the draft. I actually forgot about it. I totally forgot there was even the draft was happening. And I ended up... Um, Turn it, flip it through the channels. Like, oh, that's right. It's not a regular SmackDown. It is actually the draft. I I hate the draft so much. I don't. You and I, I both. Where where in any NHL draft and NFL draft, uh, NBA draft, what other draft do you get to pick four people as a unit? I mean, <laughs> we're not going to see. And now the Montreal Canadiens pick so and so, so and so. That guy and so and so with the number one pick. No, no. Yet they do it time and time again with Rain Solo and Paul Heyman, the Street Profits, the OC, Damage Control, the 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 NXT Women's Tag Maxim Champs. Don't forget Maximum Male Models. Oh, I guess I missed Maximum Male Models. I they didn't make my list. That must have yes. was that one that happened on WWE.com. Something like that, yes, or on social media to Raw just ridiculous oh. it's just ridiculous and and to see the way that this continues to happen these these old antiquated ideas like the like like the draft and like we see with the two world titles it, it's taking a step back my friend we're we're now speaking in the same terms in the same context that we did three years ago mm -hmm. it when we saw no end in sight and it, it's really uh it just to me something that Endeavor has to worry about because you spent nine plus billion dollars on this product and the storylines that you're creating now for the course of this year are going to have to see, you're going to see ratings drop, you're going to see attendance drop, and you're going to see pay-per-view numbers around the world, and you're going to see numbers for Peacock drop continuously. No matter, And then obviously that also you know, does not bode well when you try to renegotiate for TV rights for both the UFC and the WWE because the WWE's poor storyline and poor creation of what storylines going on and the, the basically the storytelling as a whole 
is really going to be the downfall for a, what is going to it's looking more and more like a down year for pro wrestling. Right. And on top of that, let's talk about some of the other bad news for the WWE that came out Absolutely. is that there's now a lawsuit because of uh, a, a former writer, Brittany yes. Abrahams, I believe is her last name. Yes. She was fired after supposedly taking a WWE uh, WrestleMania chair home with her. She thought that she could do that. She was fired for that and then has released a lot of um, her own, uh, uh, what do I want to say, her own anecdotes about how racist and insensitive the booking meetings are, the creative meetings are, which that's not going to bow well. I mean, yeah, because you and I both know from wrestling lore and wrestling past a lot. And I mean a lot of wrestling storylines in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and even in the modern era of this century have relied itself upon either xenophobic or racial uh, profiling in, in their storylines, which uh, has not been, you know, it, it was widely accepted, unfortunately, during older eras, but it should not have been accepted then and should not be, be accepted now. Right. And uh, so, but, but my point was by bringing this up, how does that impact the Endeavor uh, the merger? Because you talk about ratings falling. Well, hey, nothing like, you know, mom, mom and pop watching, watching wrestling and then hearing about, oh, wait a minute, maybe we should let our kids because they might be exposed to something homophobic or, or racist or, or. I don't think it's going to go. Th I don't think it, it will garner the same. You know, and I don't like really touching on on really news or political items, but it doesn't doesn't it won't get the same level of notoriety or or in my opinion, as the let's say the Dominion lawsuit. I'll use that as far as that's concerned with Fox News, because that was all over the media. This will get some public uh, as far as that's out there, but as you and I both know, the WWE and Vince McMahon seems to seem to wade themselves through controversy after controversy steroids scandals uh, you know uh, uh, just a whole ton of things and has been able to go ahead and swim through well enough it's when their creativity and their storylines start to suck and their their characters that they put on top are not worthy of drawing that's what gets them in trouble the most you're listening to the pop culture cosmos Action Figure Adventure is back with Season 2, and we're going further than ever before, checking out more toy stores than ever before, and seeing more incredible, iconic, and noteworthy pieces than you could possibly imagine. Once again, Jay grapples with how to build the ultimate action figure auction to support critically and terminally ill kids in need. Along the way, we'll chat about holy grail figures, perfect action figures, and showcase some incredible toy collections. Action Figure Adventure Season 2. 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Jinx TV Canada. So I guess the question is then, how do they turn things around? Or do they even care to turn things around? Well, at this point, you can't because Vince McMahon is now almost, as, I don't want to say stronger than ever because he doesn't own the company outright anymore. He's still the largest shareholder. Or, you know, Actually, I mean, he's not the largest shareholder because it's Endeavor now, but he's still a large shareholder because obviously being the largest shareholder of wwe when they bought him out for nine billion he supposedly is now over three billion worth himself so you do the numbers that he's going to be having a great influence on the future of the wwe with endeavor and the scandals are behind him at this point you know it's just a point where do you realize that you are not able to be fit to write storylines in a modern era? Do you not look at your product and see how bad it became in the lat latter half of the last decade? As you and I, when we first met each other and started talking and, you know, basically was a, uh, I need more therapy sessions, you know, because of how bad it was at that point in time. We started to see some hope earlier this decade when Triple H took over, but it looks like at this point, it's going to go downhill again. Hello, and, doctor. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's it's okay. It's okay, Gerald. What I would like you to do is confront your demons. I would like you right now to visualize Vince McMahon sitting in front of you. Do I have to? His hair and his mustache are so horrible. 
through <laughs> through the confrontation of your of your um of your angst is the only way you can heal. Uh, oh please, no more just for men. No more just for men. Get rid of the mustache, please. Uh, and by the way, don't write anymore. Let Triple H go or somebody else younger and creative do it. Uh because it's going to get you in even more trouble. And as, like you said, with the discrimination case, I think the um, that she has a very, very valid case. I mean, she talked about some of the storylines that came out of their, their writing room as far as proposed storylines, and none of them are surprising to me. They would be shocking to a normal average person what they were, but to you and I, we have seen these things done in oh. wrestling for decades. You know, absolutely. So it, it nothing surprises us there, but I, I think that to a a general audience or to a a court who is not as familiar with what's gone on in wrestling, I think that it's going to be very uh, detrimental to the WWE. It's going to be a bad look. It's going to be a black eye. But then again, the WWE for three decades has had a lot of black eyes. Absolutely. You you name just a small amount of those scandals and controversies and whatnot. I mean, geez, oy, we could sit and spend all, all day talking about day. it. And then the next day, we would spend more time talking about all the scandals than there is in a two-day WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, Watch doctor. Out. <laughs> Hold on, Gerald. Watch out what you wish for, because one of your listeners might be like, I would like John and Gerald to do a 48-hour yeah, exactly. And the thing is that we haven't even talked about is because of the merger, Endeavor, we talked about this on the last State of Pro Wrestling, that Endeavor has already said they are going to streamline certain departments of the UFC and the WWE. And that means behind the scenes, corporate offices are going to be merged and you know certain people will be affected. There will be layoffs there. On the screen, though, UFC may may let go some fighters. They do that every now and then where they go on a binge where they lay off some, you know, mediocre fighters or fighters who look like they're on the way out and the way down whatnot. So, that, you know, and then they obviously go somewhere else. Same thing with the wrestlers. I see right now, as far as this draft, one thing the draft points out to you is how many wrestlers they have on the main roster and how many wrestlers are really being poorly utilized on the main roster. That's what this draft does for me. When I see all those names, I see, oh yeah, I forgot about he was on the he was on the main roster. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I forgot he was in the WWE. I, yeah, oh yeah, I forgot he's still there. Oh yeah, what is he still doing there? Oh yeah, I don't I don't hear about him. All these wrestlers that are there, you got to remember with a merger like this, if they're going to streamline it because you know it's always about the shareholders and always about the share price, I see some major cuts coming. I'm not I don't know anything on the inside. I'm just, my business sense tells me that at some point in time later this year, you will see another great wrestler purge of 10, 20, 25 wrestlers. Like we saw what, two years ago, right after the pan, you know, pandemic for most of these individuals, uh, some of the, quite a few were, were, were let go. I have a feeling we'll see that again uh, as far as turnover is concerned. Now, my only wrinkle to that is, as we saw before, you know, as you mentioned, right after the pandemic, how many of Triple H's guys and gals stay versus Vince's guys and gals is what I would be very interested to see. Let the guy, all the guys and gals he brought back, right? Will they all be let go once again? That's a very interesting point. Uh, the doctor, that's why I came to you, doctor, before the sound advice. Alan, great thought right there. The draft has been weak so far. I thought it would break up groups. It is supposed to break up the monotony, Alan, but. If in two, three months, we see wrestlers that are supposed to be on one roster, they go over and compete on a SmackDown or they compete on a Raw, vice versa, what good is the draft for? Am I right? Am I right, Doctor? You're absolutely right. Don't forget, too, that we also added in NXT this year to the draft, which I don't exactly. think they did it before. Some which... wrestlers from NXT are being brought up specifically for the draft. Yeah, and, and they brought up Indy Hartwell, and with all due respect to her, she's injured. She has a boot on her right leg. Like, why are you drafting her? 
at, at this point, why is Braun Breaker, who gave up his title, and he's going to be competing for it again at the next uh, big special, Stand and Deliver, I believe it is. Or is it, I don't know which, I don't know what their NXT special is. Stand and Deliver, is it still called Stand and Deliver? Or... I, I'm not sure, to be honest. Okay, with well, the, end, next, so. and the next NXT, he's going to get a rematch against, I believe, Carmelo Hayes. But why not bring him up? He mm-hmm. is supposed to have been the one. He is the one that has the brightest future in NXT. He has now overstayed his welcome. It is now time to bring him up, especially when the top of the roster is beginning to look a little stale post-WrestleMania. As far as on the men's side, it is really beginning to look a little stale, in my opinion. You've got Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos. You've got Cody Rhodes you know, I guess Brock Lesnar showing up, you know, for once his also on an irregular schedule as well. After that, it's looking pretty thin as far as individuals that could really draw and, and bring in an audience. I think Braun Breaker, if he's written well, can do just that. And it's not hard to write him well. He is a Steiner. It is for the That's... WWE. Well, yeah, you're right oh, about that. Doctor. Oh, doctor, more paid. Poor pay. <laughs> I, I think that maybe what might help, Gerald, is if you just you just focus on the positive. Let's focus on the positives with the WWE. Um, Our- Alan, that's a great question. Uh, will Braun Breaker be better than Bronson Reed? My answer is yes. My answer is because the Steiner's background, although his dad didn't do many favors here during WrestleMania oh. weekend as far as uh, – that's concerned. Um, I think Braun Breaker does have a better future than Bronson Reed. I think Bronson Reed, they've already, I don't want to say they've, they've permanently relegated him to the mid card, but it, he really had a stronger outlook. And then unfortunately they've, they've basically written him out of context as far as at a top level, in my opinion. I'm going to disagree. I think Bronson Reed, I think that they don't know quite what to do with him, but I think that they, as long as Triple H is around, I think they that he's going to be okay, that he's going to get a mid-card push. I see him being um, the U.S. champion for a while. I okay. like Bronson Reed. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I think that's a fair assessment, Doctor. I think yeah. that's a fair assessment. But not at I, a top level. I think some people no. saw some really high things of Bronson Reed when he came to first game to the WWE, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's, you know, you start writing them in a certain way or you start having them lose in certain fashions and it just takes the zip out of them and it's so hard to get that back. Sami Zayn is a perfect example of that. Sami Zayn has had a character that's been able to evolve beyond just wins or losses, but there's so very few wrestlers that if they don't get a major push with a lot of big wins can really elevate themselves without that help. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But I, I see Reed as a solid top mid-card guy, top of the mid-card. Well, I mean, just like Bam Bam Bigelow. Let's, the comparisons have been Bronson Reed's like Bam Bam Bigelow. Bronson yeah. Reed's like Bam Bam Bigelow. Well, Bam Bam Bigelow in WCW and in the WWF, solid mid-card guy. He was never the main event in those two companies. Well, Braun Breaker, and first of all, changed his name back to Braun Steiner. Okay, give me a break on that. This yeah, is for the yeah. 1500th time you and I talked about this, Dr. Bronsteiner. If you already know, and you've already admitted on camera that his father is Rick Steiner and his uncle is Scott Steiner, just go ahead and, and make him Bronsteiner. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. It's already <laughs> a marketable name. You know that it makes money. More headaches, doctor. More <laughs> headaches. <laughs> I'm going to subscribe to Chocolate Chip Cookies and you call me in the morning. Okay, fair enough indeed. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break Podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. But it is the state of pro wrestling for May 2023. I'm back with Dr. John Orlando. It is Gerald Glassford right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Thanks so much for watching and listening, everyone. (sighs) Doctor, I'm telling you, a lot of issues with the WWE. I'm hoping you're right that they can things can be worked out and, and Triple H can gain more of a creative control once again. 
this writing on the way up. I can't say it was perfect. I won't say it's perfect, but at least things were looking in a more positive fashion by someone that has a better and more younger approach to things than what we see from Vince McMahon. And is, you know, what worked in 2003 has got to work here, right? That's unfortunately <laughs> something that we're still seeing today. And and all the mistakes are being made there. But you never know. Things can turn around. All it takes is one hot run, maybe one smart move, and there you go. And 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 <laughs> wait, wait, I have to interrupt. One hot run. See Sami Zayn. They yeah. still screwed that up. So <laughs> And they had him lose too. Yeah, you're right. But and they're gonna try and push them now as tag team champions to see how far they go as far as getting the crowd. Now they have them hip crisscrossing on both Monday and Friday. How far is it going to be before they break that those tag team championships mm-hmm. up as far as that's concerned? Now, if that goes to two tag team titles again, oh, oh, doctor, that just does not bode well for my heart. Oh, no. But, you, no. but you know what? Maybe what we should do is maybe we should talk about AEW because they don't have a lot of titles. <laughs> I almost said that with a straight face. <laughs> almost with a straight face i was gonna say are you should you be on the, the couch and i should be the one with the notepad it is aew though i will say with all elite wrestling things are still the same and i can't really gauge because you got the nba playoffs playing havoc with their time slots and their ratings so if if you know they're able to go ahead and still maintain as far as their Wednesday show around a, anywhere close to eight hundred thousand to a million, I think that's good for them. They've also talked in recent days about the rumors have been flying about a new Saturday show AEW Collision that a returning CM Punk would be the main part of and the main key of, which for me is you know something you and I talked about where CM Punk should be coming back to AEW because MJF, this four pillars thing, it's not working for me because the young wrestlers, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, none of the crowd, we all, unless you're a hardcore AEW fan, you do not see any of those three as viable contenders for MJF. And MJF has already gone through Moxley. He's already gone through uh, Danielson. He's already gone through every big name in AEW. He did have that great feud last time around with CM Punk. And although he got in the last word, it was still very much CM Punk's, uh, you know, opportunity to go ahead. And he beat him on on more than one occasion. You also, with AEW, the name, homegrown talent that you could have had facing MJF, you just got him back the TNT title. But his, his status in Wardlow is just not what it once was he destroyed and remember one year ago he destroyed mjf after mjf caused all that controversy behind the scenes he destroyed mjf in seven minutes that should have catapulted absolutely skyrocketed warlow what did they end up doing he lost the belt twice the tnt title twice instead of being a dominating champion like we see with roman reigns in wwe they've gone out of the way to make him Eh, an upper mid-card guy, but no one you can really bank on for a future. Well, let's first of all talk about um, CM Punk for a minute. because, And I'm going to sit up for the rest of this conversation because, I, you know, I, I, the sitting leaning back on the couch, is, the blood's rushing to my head. Okay, that's fine. But go, go ahead, ahead doctor. I, I was going to say, the, the, my, here's my two cents with CM Punk, is I think he's having a blast this week. I think he is just deciding to mess with everybody. Oh yeah, Everyone. how many backstages can I go to? Yeah, exactly. How many how many reports can I let Alvarez and Meltzer t- talk about with me showing up here, there, everywhere? Uh he's he's having the time of his life this week just causing all kind of havoc, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Uh Impact, he's yeah, he's going to other uh, wrestling organizations, uh, anything based in Chicago, he seems to be behind the stages at. And, and WrestleMania, he got kicked out by the WWE, but he did get to speak to a few individuals, Triple H, trying to bury the hatchet, maybe for future concerns or what have you. So we'll see, because you and I both know in the wrestling industry, you know, no one is really persona non grata, you know, if it means money, making money. So with with you know and a, he's proven a point in AEW he can't be persona non grata he is going to be coming back and 
I, I think that's great, but to stick him on a Saturday show and just make him the key focus there and not just say, hey, we're going to make him a key focus and a push against MJF and put out another and do what worked for you last year, which still could have life in creating a title run or a title you know, chase for CM Punk. Instead of doing that, just say you're already going to stick him on a Saturday show doesn't seem like the right answer to me well i don't like this idea that the 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 rumors that have been circulating is they're putting him on a saturday show so he doesn't have to interact with the other evps exactly which is ridiculous it's What's ridiculous best for business get in a room sit down in a room with the elite sit down in a room with tony khan hash the stuff out because it's about what's best for business isn't this company or isn't the wrestling industry always been about what's best for business la 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 heard that for like 30 years what's best for business well if you knew what's best for business you would go ahead hash things out and put on some really good feuds at the top with cm punk you could bring back moxley you could rise him up again you could do danielson you could you know there's there are some things that you could go ahead and push and then you could also try and bring back wardlow up at the same time but yet you just like i said you if you're already pushing him off to the side just to fill out the terms of his contract that he still needs to fill out as far as AEW, that makes absolutely zero sense to me. Look, in the real world, you have co-workers you don't get along with. I mean, let's not lie to one another. We're all adults here. But you learn how to cope with them, right? Yeah. This is what these guys have to do if they want to right the ship and they want to get you know, another how many million? What was it? One million or two million viewers to the to to when CM Punk returned or whatnot? If it was actually that... it was it was about one point four, I think. Okay. It was closing into one one and a half. It was almost in the range of what WWE does. Yeah. So if you want that type of success, you need to bury the hatchet. You need to, you know, put what is bygones be bygones. Yes, absolutely. And then look. You want something that's going to grab somebody uh, that's a casual fan or, or a diehard fan. All MJF has to do is say, Punk, you got yourself thrown out of this company because you're afraid of me. Boom. There you go. You reignite the feud and off you're running to the you're off and running. Absolutely. Let them go three or four months as, as a big time feud. And what did you say instead of making AEW Collision a Saturday's show? What did you want instead? <laughs> Let's call it Ring of Honor, folks, because no one's watching on Honor Club. You no. just move it right there. That would be great because you have the product. You have all this talent. I Half the time I hear things, I'm like, oh, where did that? Oh, that happened on Ring of Honor. Never mind. You know, I, whatever. That's, that's what they should do. Now, I assume that the collision, excuse my ignorance, I assume it is going to be on a Time Warner uh outlet correct yes you know tbs tnt or yeah it's just gonna be a saturday show okay. i think it, i think it i think they're trying to recreate uh this the tbs wrestling block that they had way back when in a small way or smaller way where they had you know two hours every single saturday they they cater to three to four million people on a regular basis they'll never get that back again but if they can get mm. what maybe six hundred thousand viewers, seven hundred thousand viewers out of it, I think that's a win for them at this point in time. I would agree with you on that. Yes, I would say that that would be a win if they could get those numbers. But it remains to be seen. You know, the weekend is always hard to draw people to watch TV because there's other things going on. You know, yeah. people go out for the for you know drinks or dinner or they go to the movies or whatnot, and so you're competing. And so you better have a, a really captivated uh, or captivating, excuse me, storyline to hook people in on Saturdays. And MJF and CM Punk would certainly be the step in the right direction for that. Well, I couldn't agree with you more on that. But when it comes to an individual in AEW, you can see that maybe it would be a fresh thing to look at because MJF is the answer for us and was the answer for us for a long time. Now, maybe it took a little bit longer than what you and I had wanted to do as far as him becoming a dominant champion or dominant personality in AEW, but it did happen. And now it's come to the point where you just don't have viable drawing contenders that 
AEW past Brian Danielson as promoted. You're trying this four pillars thing, and it's just not grabbing the attention, I think, of a lot of, of people out there, including myself. I just don't I just don't see any of those young kids or younger wrestlers, I should say. They're not kids. Most of them are now in their late 20s, early 30s. But uh, when it comes to those wrestlers, I just don't see them as viable uh, you know, individuals at this time that the company can really stick behind. So what do you see as an option for the company moving forward? I have two, one of which has been damaged beyond belief. So they'd have to rebuild him. But Ricky Starks had it to be a top tier babyface, but they've jerked him around with stupid storylines and, and bad matches and, you know, he had the broken neck, which didn't help matters. I really thought that Ricky Starks could could have been that, dare I say, I'm not drawing comparisons, but he could be that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. He could be that good guy that we want to, to get behind and see him, you know, reach that echelon where he's the champ. I think he he was one, but you got to rebuild him now and it, because they've jobbed him out with everything, including his new quote-unquote feud with Juice Robinson and uh, Jay White, which I'm not interested in it i know i'm wearing the bullet club t-shirt but i'm just not interested in jay white or, or at all but the bullet club was great in 2017 correct the bullet club is not great in 2023 it reminds me of the uh you know what happened with the nwo when it became like nwo black black and white red and black blue and black <laughs> green and blue purple the latino world order you know which they brought back now in the wwe right it just it, there was just so many different factions and so many different wrestlers that wanted to be cool in this some something with a W O on the end that it kind of ruined it and I see that happening now in AEW. So my second person that I think could be a contender, uh, especially if you bring Punk back and Punk wins, he has the title. Let's go one more time, Samoa Joe and CM Punk, because their matches in Ring of Honor tore down the house, and I think they still could put on a heck of a great program with those two they would have the mic skills would be there to gr have great promos with both of those you could have that little bit of amped up violence coming from Samoa Joe those two would not be afraid to to, to work a little snug if you know what I'm saying I I think that though he would be great but yeah Ricky Starks for MJF would have been fantastic Samoa Joe for CM Punk if he wins the belt would be fantastic but then after that, I I don't know, I don't I don't have anybody else. Certainly not Jericho because I think he's done what he needs to do, and he's yeah we're not we don't need to buy a belt on him anymore. At this point, he is starting to see the we're starting to see declining returns, and him more uh, hopefully still providing the company value on the back end in production and behind the scenes more than what you will see uh, you know in front of at this point going forward. Yeah. You know, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett still floating around there. And the guy that's actually older than me still floating around there. We're still seeing him out there, uh, you know, but it goes a little slower with Jeff because you take a look at him now and last week's action. But you know what? I'm still impressed that he can get it done. I was still impressed when I saw him last week uh, facing uh, Dax from FDR. So. And I think Jay Lethal could be another world champ as well. I think his runs in Ring of Honor were fantastic. And but unfortunately, he's been jobbed out. He yeah. To book. Yeah. Yep. You're absolutely right. You got to rebuild him too. That's that's the thing. Yeah. You know, you you job so many people, and in the case of Claudio Castagnoli, he, you know, that's great that he's been the ROH uh, world champion now deservedly so he's been working so hard for so many years been so deserving of of recognition and then what do they do they give him the roh title and they just send him into youtube shows you know and mm -hmm. that's that's disappointing the saturday show could be a very good showcase to see whether or not he can bring in an audience you you mm -hmm. you just can't that blackpool club is a great idea it's a great gimmick make them the corner of the Saturday show. If you want to make it against CM Punk, that's fine. I get the correlation there and that's great, but that's something that I think you should put more on a Wednesday show instead of a Saturday show, because a Wednesday show right now outside of MJF needs a lot of support right now. You've got a lot of uncertainty below MJF. You've got a lot of great performers. You've got uh, commander. You've got El Hijo de Vikingo 
who I think both have been great. The problem is you've jobbed them both so much. What's your future with Kenny Omega? Are you going to bring him back to the top again? You got him in an upcoming cage match in a couple of weeks to see whether or not he could be a draw against against John Moxley. I think that's a test for him. Can they draw an audience in that cage match in two weeks in mid-May on AEW Dynamite? So I'm eager to see if if they'll do numbers or not. That's a key for him for Kenny Omega. Can you build him back up to be a main contender once again? Hangman Page. You know, do people still want to go ahead and catch Hangman Page? His title reign surprised me at the number of audience that people actually still were, were caring about him. I actually never thought and saw him at that level until then. Could you bring him back? There are still candidates they can go ahead and, and elevate and necessarily put on that Saturday show. I still think, though, on the biggest show that you have on the Wednesday show, you should have the MJF feud but you should also have a CM Punk feud with somebody like the Blackpool Club specifically on that show or mainly on that show because you're there and that's the biggest one you're going to drive in numbers in. Mm -hmm. It's the flagship show. Let's not lie yeah. to one another. Yeah, it was yeah. the first. It's going to be the flagship show. And, and you know, it's on a it's on a pretty good night. Let's be honest. Wednesday, minus any sporting events, you know, there's not a lot on television. So that also helps too. I, I don't know. It just... Uh, for them, I feel like more positive. About Doctor, I'm getting another headache. <laughs> oh. I feel like the second half of 2023 has got more optimism for AEW than, than the WWE. They've got more options. Whether or not yeah. they utilize those options correctly, we will see. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, the great crew at Retro City Games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options. Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. The State of Pro Wrestling, it is Gerald Glasser along with Dr. John Orlando. I am in his office now as I'm, I'm trying to go ahead and and fill out the rest of my session here. The clock is ticking and it's almost time has run out on my session. But before we head on out, my friend, I wanted to hear your final thoughts on AEW before we get to get to some alternate wrestling companies that will run down and see if they actually have any chance of expanding on a better 2023. Look, I think we've said everything we can say about AEW. The, the bottom line is this. You have the potential. You just have to start booking it correctly. That, that's all. I mean, we've said that since day one. You have lots of potential. Make sure that potential is fully reached by the way that you use people, the way that you book storylines, and everything will be absolutely a-okay. Thumbs up. But if you're continuing to do what you're doing now with these, I guess you could say schizophrenic type of booking, I, I, don't, I don't see AEW continuing to climb that ladder, so to speak. Absolutely. You can see them flatlining as well, which mm -hmm. also comes about when the WWE is hot. Everything in pro wrestling seems to ride along with it as far right. as increased awareness and popularity. So if the WWE starts to slide that, you know, what would normally you would think logically would be a great opportunity for AEW may not be on the surface, may not be just good for them as well. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Absolutely. Anybody that doesn't believe that, that the WWE is the, the lead ship, so to speak, if we're using nautical terms. For the industry. They, they are, for the industry. They, what, what happens there trickles down. That's, that's the reality of it. And anybody that doesn't recognize that, I, I, well, you're, you're foolish. There, I'll say it. You're foolish if you don't believe that. We'll see if the $9 billion investment by Endeavor over the next few couple of years will be something. We, we saw it when Disney purchased star wars and marvel each for around four billion dollars and change and we were wondering man that's a lot of cash will they recoup their investment and 10 years later plus we've seen how disney mapped it out and even though they're going undergoing some struggles now disney is 
as a whole, they proved to be outstanding investments that have earned that return on the $4 billion continuously over the long term. With WWE, I'm not so sure, my friend. I'm mm-hmm. absolutely not so sure. Agreed. Agreed. Time will tell, but uh, I don't know. All right, my friend. But before we head on out, I can just hopefully I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better. Okay, good. The, the session good. has worked well. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm actually upright. I'm no longer laying back on the couch. I'm actually feeling, feeling a little bit better, my friend. But before we head on out, we've talked about before in the past about uh, somebody, anybody out of the still numerous independent wrestling organizations that are out there that that tour or perform in the U.S., one of those companies may be coming to be just a standout individual company that could go ahead and claim that number three spot definitively over the course of time. And we talked about this, I think, when I first met you as well in 2020, 2021, 2022. It's now 2023, and there's still no definitive number three operation here in North America either in Mexico with the, with the Lucha Libre, I guess you could say AAA is the closest to it as far as in North America, United States, uh, you know, by itself, if you include them, there's no definitive U.S. touring company of any size or any strength out there. New Japan, MLW, GCW, Impact, the NWA, none of these outfits have really taken a hold or gained advantage of any type of validity on gaining a even a one-third or one-half the audience of AEW and taking that number three spot. New Japan is obviously overseas. They explain itself as far as their popularity. But here in America, their ventures have been interesting, mm-hmm. been pretty good at times. They've sold well at, you know, when they went over to New York and MSG and all that. And here in on the West Coast with Long Beach, Impact and other companies here in Vegas have done good on house shows. But on a national basis, we've not seen the kind of numbers traditionally there yet for any company to be a number three. I cannot tell you who the number three is here in this in this country. Yes, I do. But with New Japan, if I'm not mistaken, aren't didn't they close New Japan Strong here in the U.S. on the West Coast? They're still performing. They're still doing Are shows. They? Yeah, Mercedes okay. Monet will be at their next show in Long Beach. But again, okay. I, they only if you're only doing under dozen shows a year here in the United yeah. States, I'm not exactly calling you that a number three company. I think Impact right now is is starting to kind of move in that direction because they're doing a little bit more touring. Historically, they've been out in Vegas. They're, they they hit Chicago recently. They're they're coming to Columbus actually as well uh, in the summertime. I, but I think what are their gonna... ratings? Well, that's that's a great question. I don't know what their ratings are. Unfortunately, you know, it just tells me that there's still much more work to be done for someone to be number three. It just okay. it takes more. It takes more go. than sell. It takes more than selling out a 250 seat arena to go ahead and say, you know what? Okay, we're number three. We're number three. You got to got to show me a lot more than that. The April 20th edition. We'll use that as a reference. It charted number 125 for the day in the top 150 cable originals they're right now have moved up they're they're in between 100 and 150,000 so so impacts between that those two 100 and 150 yeah okay so a little better than what i thought but yeah it's you know still not quite there 125 is not, not quite there yet not quite there yet no okay all right see you corrected me on that one because i wasn't sure what the ratings were yeah, and I can I can bring that up for you here. But what about the NWA? The NWA actually this time last year was starting to look on their way up. The lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins, who is the owner of the NWA, Billy Corgan. Uh, Billy Corgan, yes, yes, thank you. He has made a change in style, going to a more uh, physical, more old school, less modern style of wrestling in order to garner a new audience. Uh, Nick Aldis has left the company. Someone who was their NWA champion for a long time has left the company and moved over to back over to Impact with some issues concerning the booking behind the scenes. So, I mean, could the NWA be the answer? Well, 
It could be. I liked the NWA a lot when they first started, and they were on YouTube. Of course, I it, the, no big surprise, COVID really destroyed their momentum. I mean, small company that was doing that live studio wrestling thing, I really liked it. There was things I did not like about it, but for the most part, I liked it. I gave it a B, if you would. If I was giving it a, a report card, I'd say a B. I haven't watched it recently to know what was going on. The last time I watched it was probably... I'd say at the last fall, a couple, couple of the shows were pretty rancid. But the NWA could. They very well could be, be the next big three. MLW could. Um, I just feel from some insider knowledge that maybe, and from what I've read as well, that maybe the front office is a little bit cheap, if you will, when it comes to paying talent and whatnot. I don't think that that's you know anything that is not known i mean that's well, that's been what you're dealing known. with all of them impact mlw major league wrestling and major league sure. wrestling's on a fixed income they're trying to go ahead and they have their own shows that they do and, and that they're just very structured they've been in business around now for many years but still have not been able to break out impact wrestling you've seen its up and downs and they're like you said right around uh, what 100 125 150 thousand at the most you know, they could see a chance where they could regain some form again. Uh, so I'm, I'm now looking at the numbers like, like you had indicated to me. I now have more thoughts on that. But can they maintain the wrestlers, like you said, enough that can actually go ahead and sustain a company? That's that's the question with all these. I, yeah, still think, absolutely. I, still think, I still think the best thing to do is create one company under one uh, valuable commodity, like the NWA name. And put it more on like on an impact wrestling format or maybe a little bit larger venues. I would say combine all those resources, MLW, NWA, and impact and make a go out of it. I just, I just think that is the ultimate answer. I think that's always been the ultimate answer. GCW, throw GCW in there as well. You know, throw those companies in there that, you know, how much longer can you just go ahead and get on by with, with what you have? If you really want a larger outlook, I think because the talent pool, is so limited right now. You know, they're all waiting for a massive WWE or AEW layoff in order to get more talent. If that's what you're waiting for, then that tells me there's a problem. And and, and as you said, it's it's all about the capital. Whether you're MLW Impact, uh, NWA, it's all about that capital. It's just that you you know you gotta you gotta figure a way to stretch a buck. And I think what you're you've suggested is is pretty cool. I think that that would be a good idea. Is if you wanted to have a third company. Get those folks all under the same umbrella and then be smart about where you promote shows. Don't promote shows in New York City, Los Angeles, the major company, you know, the major, major city hubs. Go to smaller places, you know, go go to those, you know, Frankfurt, Kentucky or Grand Rapids, Michigan, or go somewhere smaller where you could get more bang for your buck as well. Well, my friend, doctor, I truly appreciate <laughs> everything that you've uh, provided for us here. Can you give everyone a quick update on what's going on with the PVD cast? Because I feel so much better, so much more invigorated after a session. Can you go ahead and give everybody a, a shout out for PVD cast on what's going on there before we head on out? Sure. PVD cast is available at pvdcast.com and all of your major uh, podcasting outlets. This week's episode, I sit down with a fellow podcaster, a gentleman by the name of Sir Sturdy. He's, he's like us, Gerald. He's got three podcasts that he does as well. So he understands and we, we commiserate a little bit, but we also talk about his um, two of his podcasts focus on horror movies. So we talk all about the genre of horror and uh, a lot of other great topics too. So check it out, pvdcast.com or wherever you find quality podcasts. And it is a quality podcast indeed. So go ahead and check it out. You do such hard work on it. I see all the posting, all the work that you do on it, my friend. You do a great job. I check out the shows and I really impressed every time out. It is the PVD cast. Go ahead and check it out today, wherever you get your podcasts or pvdcast.com. But doctor, I, I feel like I've not been cured because that <laughs> would take good storylines, but I do feel a whole lot better. Any last thoughts, my friend, before we head on out? I'm still waiting on the two of us to get a job booking somewhere. I mean, maybe, maybe in that new company that we, we just pitched. That would be that would be the smart thing for all individuals involved. Do you want to stay below the radar or do you want to become a blip on the radar? You tell mm-hmm. me. You tell exactly. Me. 
So for Dr. John Orlando, <laughs> this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the pop culture cosmos. Thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great